Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, August 18, 2015, and this is The Ride. Hey everybody, good morning to you. Hope you're having a great morning so far, a great day so far. This morning I was all over Hebrews and I'm reading about faith I'm hearing about faith and hopefully God's put something in me to talk about I'm gonna assume it's faith today <laughs> but we're gonna find out it's such a dreary day today I hope I can you know we shouldn't let our day govern how we feel right so let's not do that I gotta be completely honest with you guys this is probably the first day in the last three weeks since I've been doing the podcast that I've really not sensed where we're gonna go and I'm a little bit concerned I'm not worried because worry doesn't do you any good and we've talked about this before worry is sin because you're it's uh, living in distrust so I'm I gotta be fully trusting in God I have to have faith in God that he'll give me a word in season today are you needing a word in your season today I'm needing a word in season today So as we sometimes do, let's go before the Lord and ask for that, shall we? Lord God, King of heaven and earth, we're asking your we're asking for provision today. For clarity today. For direction and for you to be present in our moment. Protect us, Lord, and give us the wisdom we need for the moment. And we know we can approach your throne boldly, boldly because of what you've done through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. He has brought us to a place where we can boldly come before you and ask these things. So today, whatever it is that we're facing, whatever it is that we need, we know we can ask of it. And because you're a good father, we know that we will receive what we need. We confess right now mistakes we've made, sin that we have engaged in, And we know that you've cleansed us. We thank you for the shed blood on the cross and for sending your son to bring us to yourself. Because there's a reason for that. There's a reason that you've done this. It's not so you could write a book. It's so that you could have a church. And we are that church. And we will act like it today. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Now, doesn't that feel good? More than feeling good, it is good. It's about as good as it can get. When you're in prayer, you've completely washed away the earth's grime that kind of clouds our view. And we get to see things from a different perspective. I think that's what we need when we are facing things. Is it just a different perspective? A perspective that's God's perspective. In Hebrews, I was listening this morning and I was reminded that when we're talking about the people of faith from the Bible, obviously Abraham comes up. Most of us know that he was a man of faith. He trusted in the Lord before it was clear what that really, really meant. In fact, there's a spot in Hebrews where it talks about how Abraham was told by God that the promise of Abraham's descendants, the promise of that was to come through Isaac. And yet God told him to kill Isaac, to sacrifice him. Man, just imagine that. That's a tough word. But because Abraham was so full of faith, it's recounted here that he had considered that since God said the descendants would come through Isaac, that God must be planning to raise him from the dead. Now that's awesome. Can you imagine doing that with your child? He must have had something in him to really be able to connect with that word given to him. I mean, think about this. What if this happened to you and you're a parent, but it's clear to you 100% that God said, if you put your child to death, we will, you will still have the descendants through that child. Imagine that faith. And then he calls you to put the child to death. Aren't you glad that he doesn't do that anymore? How do I know? Because the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross was the one and the only one necessary now. In Hebrews, it talks about how there is no longer a need to cover sin with sacrifice. No longer. The one sacrifice did it. Which got me thinking, because you know, the scripture always gets me uh, thinking. Why do we, when we fail so often, well, let's put it this way, because I want to 
speak this by faith. Why do we, when we fail, hopefully it's less often and less often, but when we do, how come when we do it, more often than not, we try to do some kind of a manual sacrifice. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we it's like, I picture, you know, you've seen where, uh, I don't know, priests, I'm trying to remember what movie it was, but it was, uh, I'm thinking of Paul Bet- Bettany, is that his last name? He was in uh, a Beautiful Mind movie. Yeah, anyway, he was in this one movie, and he, I think it was him, and he, he would beat himself as a uh, ritual, ritual, like a priestly ritual. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but it was some kind of, you know, you'd make atonement for your sins or something. Apparently, they didn't believe that Jesus did the whole deal. But don't we kind of do that when we, I mean, we think that somehow we make mistakes and somehow we got to pay for it. Well, it's true that sin has to be paid for. But if, you're, if you are not accepting what Christ did on the cross, then you're rendering what he did completely invalid. In other words, you're really not accepting his sacrifice. And dare I say, you're not really accepting him. Ouch. And, you know, I feel that ouch at times. You got to recognize what Jesus did on the cross. He got done with that business and he sat down at the right hand of the Father, which means he, got, he was done with what he needed to do. And now it's up to us to be done with those things that beset us. Let's be done with the milk part of Christianity. Some of you know what I mean. That means the parts, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be sensitive to, to, the, to the listeners, okay? I know that not everybody is at the same spot in their walk with Jesus Christ. So I want to be sensitive to the people that are hearing this. But I think I can do that and offer meat and milk. I can offer a full course meal. Because the Holy Spirit is in what is spoken here. I, I fully believe that. And because of that, I believe that no matter where you're at, you're going to get what you need. If you're a mature Christian, we still be, need to be reminded of the things that are simple. Because sometimes the simple things are hard to uh, you know, follow. And then as a, as a younger Christian, we 
can be challenged with some of the harder things. Oh, what are the harder things? Well, you know, I, I can think of one hard thing. is It's whatever it is that you find difficult to master, I guess. Some of that stinking thinking or some of that addictive behavior patterns. Some of us just need that two-by-four upside the head that says, you know, we don't need to do that thing anymore, whatever that thing is. It's raining right now, and I have a trunk open with a mower in it. So apparently the Lord knew I needed to wash my mower. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I have a mower. That's how you got to look at it, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, I've got a mower. I work with somebody who just moved and they're without a mower. So I thought, hey, I'm not using it right now. It's not going to rain tomorrow. I'll bring it tomorrow. Well, today is tomorrow. And it's raining. That's okay. I can deal. In the big scheme of things... There's bigger issues, bigger fish to fry. There are people who don't have the mower or the car or the job that they're commuting to. So thank you, Lord, for the blessings you've given to me. And I pray that if anyone is listening and you need a mower, I pray God supernaturally gives you a mower. If you need a car, same thing. It's been known to happen. It's been known to happen that the Lord gives gifts to his children and knows what they need. In fact, God knew what you needed today before today happened for you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So faith. Faith. You know, the there's stories of the Old Testament people who by faith were waiting for the kingdom of heaven. And they never saw it while they were alive. But they lived their lives looking for it, waiting for it. And that kind of speaks to me like, what am I living for? You know, are we, are we having faith just so that we can get more stuff? Is that what this is about? I'm having faith so I can have more. Rusty James told me that it's all about getting the mower. 
No, I'm just saying that it's, you know, if it's something you need, God will take care of you. But is that the ultimate need in your life? Because if that's it, all you got to do is do a little sweat from your brow and you'll have enough cash to buy a mower and then you won't need God anymore. And I somehow think that that's not the extent of what God has for you. I believe more and more every day, I believe that what God has for you and me is so beyond our brain that the reason we don't know what it is is because our gray matter would just explode. Because we can't get our hands around it. We can't wrap our brain around it. Maybe we ought to live by extreme faith. What do you think? Extreme faith. I mean, he tells us that we can say to this mountain, move and it'll be moved, cast into the sea. Interesting. So, maybe we ought to go on a, um, I don't know, a discovery weekend where you where you get with the Lord, see in the scripture where he, sh- where he is, you know, meditate on Hebrews and what he's saying about people of faith. I mean, they, they were able to survive after being in a pit with lions or in a furnace of fire. You know, in those two examples, you know why they were able to do that? It's because God was with them, baby. God shut the mouths of the lions. And and either it was God or an angelic being in the flames with the three Israelites. Because God's with you. Well, God's with you now. There's nothing that would separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Except our own stinking thinking. I don't want to have stinking thinking. I don't want to be caught in the same old traps. I don't even want to have stinking thinking that would tell me that I get stuck in the same old traps anymore. I don't even need to be reminding myself that I have traps that I keep falling into. And if you're saying, you know what, that's just something that I always have to deal with, nonsense. Nonsense, I tell you. You don't have to deal with that And I was going to use the strong word. Because in this case, (laughs) it really, I could say it, man. You don't need to deal with that blank. Because that's what it is. It's excrement. You don't need to deal with that. 
You don't need to deal with it. That's a great way of putting it. You don't, you don't need to deal with it. God already dealt with it. Move on. There's a reason why it's, a, it's behind you. Because you got to move away from it. I'm just being real, man. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. Go to a new town. That's what they. That's what the uh, disciples would do if they if they didn't receive you into a town. Shake the dust off your feet and go on to the next town. In this case, you know I'm picturing my dog shaking the dust off her feet. After she takes care of business. Well, you need to take care of business. And you need to move away from that stuff. How do you do that? Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? We get too comfortable, I think. We get too comfortable not resting in God. And God says, you know, my peace and my rest is where I am allowed to be. Period. Where I'm allowed to be. And when we don't let him be in a certain corner of our life, you won't find peace there. Ooh, that's good. Sweep out the corners, people. You don't even have to do the work of sweeping. You just have to open up the little doors that we've locked that keep the Holy Spirit from entering the corners. And and the oil of the Spirit will just flush that out. Flush it out. Flush it out. Just like the rain that's fallen today. Cleanse it. You know, God already took care of the problem on the cross. But, you know, he can't take care of the problem that you won't give to him. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people about certain destructive behaviors. Pornography is one of them. My encouragement to those struggling with that is you you really need to let God into that corner. How do you do that? Well, you have to... Part of letting God into a corner like that is letting God in another person. If if you're a man, find another godly man that you trust that's mature in the Lord and let him know about your situation because you know we we do iron sharpens iron and you're not alone and this is true for anyone who's got um, 
some form of a behavior pattern like that, whatever the addictive issue is. You know, there are people in the kingdom that want to help because in the kingdom, the kingdom in, in the believer is the love of God and a believer. And the love of God is not a condemning love. But it says in scripture that he disciplines those who are his children. If he doesn't discipline, then you wouldn't be his child. And you want to be his child. Because if you're not his child, you're someone else's child. And we don't need to be our enemy's child. So, in the prophetic words of Axel Rose, We're God's sweet child of mine. That's right. That might be the only thing prophetic that might have come out of his mouth. (laughs) Actually, I could probably guarantee you that there is more prophecy that he spoke, but kind of in the more more prophetic in the sense that, you know, uh, you know, doing it my way or the highway and I will reap the rewards of that and yeah that's prophetic the other the other way well anyway today was kind of a a rainy introspective kind of day I hope it's what you needed I know it's what I needed remember that God loves you the things he wants to do are to help you. The things the enemy wants to do are to hinder you and make you feel content in your current state. But God says you need to be walking away from the excrement of the world. You need to be walking in the light. You need to be walking in a direction that's bringing you closer to the Father and not indifferent to the Father. So that's my encouragement to you today. You have within you Yeah, if you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to check out yesterday's podcast at the end. There's there's something for you right there. 
And if you don't know Jesus, you have the power within you to accept him. And if you do know Jesus, you have the power within you to take hold of these truths and apply them in your life. So do that. And by faith, apply them, okay? So that means that, you know, you might not know exactly what you're doing, but you know the Word of God, what it says about it. You apply those things, and you will see changes happen. Promised. Guaranteed. So stay in the Word. Spend time in conversation with your Father in Heaven. All right? And I will see you on the flip. Thank you.